Welcome to the Hidden Palace with Skyblaze. Afternoon, evening, or night, wherever you are in the world. I am Skyblaze, and this is the Hidden Palace here on Radio Sega. Uh, thank you for the great lead-in from Tom, who, as as usual, has done an amazing job on his documentary series. Uh, he, at one point, he made me laugh so hard that I actually hurt my throat. Um, I am feeling a bit under the weather today since I've got tonsillitis, uh, so I've dragged Greyfor in to help me out a bit. Hello everyone, it's me, yet again. Don't worry, you'll be able to catch me on Tuesday with my streaming of uh, Blazing Heroes soon. But for now, you get me here. Hooray! Yay! (laughs) So, um, following the announcement recently that Jim Carrey won an award for Best Villain in a Movie at the Critics' Choice Super Awards, it only seems right that we take a look at some Sega movies and their sequels. And I will have to say, he was a fantastic villain, and I will constantly watch the dance scene that he does in that movie to death. I loved it. That's because you're twisted in the head. Maybe. Anyway, let's start with Yakuza Like a Dragon. Prologue. Yes, there was a movie before this. It was a straight-to-video title, released in 2006, and the plot is essentially a run-up to the start of where the first Yakuza game would actually come out when it came out a year before. That's not confusing at all. Uh, I've confused myself already. Ah, oh, never mind. The film starts in the 1970s where uh, Kazuma Kiryu, Akira Nishiki, Nishikiyama, aka Nishiki, and Akira's younger sister, Yukio Nishikiyama, are all living in the Sunflower Orphanage, run by Shintaro Kazama, uh, a Yakuza uh, who apparently raises orphans... Uh, whose parents he has directly or indirectly killed. What a kind man that is. Sorry I killed your parents, but let me raise you instead. It's like Batman gone horribly wrong. (laughs) It's like, I'm in need of Robin, let's find a family to kill. Uh, Anyway, in the 1980s, ten years from afterwards this, a young girl called Yumi uh, Sawamura, I'm going to pronounce these names terribly, uh, joins the orphanage after her parents are killed during a gang shootout. Uh, as the years goes by, Kiryu and Nishiki are then inducted into the Dojima family, uh, where Kiryu advances through the ranks, gaining the title of the Dra- Dragon of Dojima, as everyone who's played the game will know. And obviously, as everyone knows, it's because he has that fantastic dragon tattoo on his back. Uh, Resident SD is saying, uh, did you give Greyfall all the Japanese names when writing the script? I can neither confirm nor deny. I, I, I kind of did this to myself, to be honest. And it's just like, it's like writing, going for the writing part, it's like, okay, can you read these? It's like, read them out. <laughs> Perfectly fine. Live. Say That's actually true. Get on with it. Kiryu is at the point in his life where he plans on making his own Yakuza family and only needs the go-ahead from the chairman of the uh, Dojima family. (laughs) I I can't say these words. Uh, Sohei Dojima. Those of you who have played the game know that at this point, Yumi is then kidnapped after she's moved to uh, Kamachuro uh, to be closer to Kiryu and Nishiki. Sadly, she gets kidnapped by Sohei. Sohei is then uh, shown... I've realised we've missed... Yeah, I can't spell. So, Shohei is then shot uh, by Nishiki, 
and uh, Kiryu then takes the blame, which lands him in jail for ten years. The film then ends effectively at this point, where it's likely they'll hope that you'll pick the game up if you haven't already bought it, and continue the story from there. Which was the hope. So, at this point, I think we'll go and listen to some music. So we'll start so off... you can practice saying those Japanese names? Yes. Okay. Duly noted. <laughs> so, what do we have coming up? Oh, you're getting me to say it now. Oh, very clever. Yes. <laughs> uh, so, from uh, Yakuza 0, we've got two Oku to Sen Man no Hitomi. Um, most of you will know that as the track that KC plays quite a lot, the one that goes, Japan! It's great. And then our first request of this evening, we've got from the original Yakuza, Son of a Gun, which is requested by Nicholas Haman. Welcome back, Nicholas, by the way. We we missed you while you were we gone. We did indeed. Thank God you're back. <laughs> All right, enjoy those, and uh, I will speak to you, or we will speak to you, after the music break. Bye. Oh, my God. 
Sega playlist, and you're listening to The Hidden Palace.
And we are back. And what songs were those, my love? Uh, we had from Yakuza Zero to Oku to Sen Man no Hibitomi. And uh, after that, we then had Yakuza Son of a Gun, as was requested by Nicholas Haman. Show off. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I practiced. <laughs> But if you didn't want to pick up a copy of the Yakuza game to uh, follow on from Prologue, uh, you could wait a year and then watch Yakuza Like a Dragon, which was released in cinemas in 2007. Uh, well, sort of. It's fairly loosely based on the Yakuza game and follows most of the important points. Uh, 10 billion yen goes missing from the Tojo clan. Having been released from jail, Kiryu is searching for Mizuki... Sawamura, mother of a young girl he has adopted, Haruka Sawamura, and sister to Yumi Sawamura. What was I thinking, putting all these Japanese names in here? Good grief. a lot of Sawamura. Unfortunately, they're doing this while being hunted by Goro Majima, a Yakuza who is Kiryu's rival. And voiced by Mark Hamill in the game. Is he? Yes. Holy crap. Uh, he's also kind of one of the most popular breakout characters from the Yakuza series. He's voiced by Mark Hamill, no wonder. Not that you're in any way biased. Of course not, my dear! <laughs> <clears throat> Sorry. I married this man. Sorry, I was saying my throat there. <clears throat> uh, I thought that was me. Where was I? Yeah. Uh, this all culminates at the Millennium Tower, where Kiyu and Nishiki face off to determine how, who is the better man. Why did Nishiki come into this? Just randomly shown up. Okay, fair enough. Uh, Nicholas Mann is asking, is that a Mark Hamill reference? Yeah, he... Uh, I, I, I cosplay as the Joker on occasion, specifically the Mark Hamill one, because he is clearly the superior Joker out of all Jokers. I will fight anyone who says otherwise. The resident SD saying, that was worryingly evil laugh. Thank you! Yes, yes it is. I have spent many a year practicing on that. Right. So... Yakuza Like a Dragon came out in, on DVD later the same year, and the limited edition deluxe box came with. <coughs> Sorry, excuse me. The deluxe box came with three Kubrick figures of Mashima, Kiyu, and Haruka. The film also managed to pull in around $5.2 million at, uh, dollars at the box office, but I can't locate how much the budget actually was, so I have no idea how successful it actually was in overall terms. Um. The film is generally regarded as being okay, but not spectacular. Um, amusingly, in Persona 5, you can actually go on a date with Makoto to go and see it, and turns out she really loves films about Yakuza. I I don't know what this tells us about Makoto. Well, we already knew she was badass. But, well, because, you know, Makoto is best girl. I have opinions. Mm-hmm. And Nicholas is saying, I'm sure Majima could beat a Batman. <laughs> He'd definitely give it a good go. Okay, let's have some more music then. So our second request for this evening, we've got from Last Bronx, Radical Parking Lot, the arranged version. Uh, turns out there was a Last Bronx film, but I couldn't find out a huge amount about it, so it's not included in today's episode. And then we have from our friends Freen in Green, uh, Project K, Your Knife Feels So Right for Yakuza Black Panther. My god, the idea of a Marvel Yakuza crossover film with Black Panther in it, that'd be amazing. Well, there is a game called Yakuza Black Panther. Oh, but is that actually having Black no, Panther not, from not Marvel? A, not the Marvel Black oh, Panther. Oh, damn it. Oh, dear. 
let's let's play the music then while you go and sulk in a corner. Fine.
And uh, for that, we had Freening Green, Project K. Your knife feels so right from Yakuza Black Panther. Not including Black Panther from the Marvel films. Fine. Which I'm quite bitter about. Yes, because it would have been awesome. But before that, we had requested by Electro Boogaloo, Last Bronx Radical Parking Lot, the arranged version. Oh. oh, here we go. Okay, so. The Yakuza films were kind of... Okay. They're alright to watch. Nothing wrong there. These very much less so. Okay. So, now we take a look at one of Sega's most beloved light gun games. So House... one of your favourites. Oh, well, definitely one of my favourites. House of the Dead. Those of you who, who know me already already know that I had one of the House of the Dead light gun cabinets. I thought you were going to bring that up. Of course, why not? I've got an opportunity to do. Why not? But yes, so... How's the Dead? The film. Here's where we get to see the cinematic genius, in huge quotation marks, that is uh, UA Boll. Those of you who know about him, and, uh, oh god, have seen any of his work, I'm so sorry, for those of you who haven't had the misfortune to see his work, you may be counted among the blessed. The film itself has only one thing, one thing which can anyway be linked to the House of the Dead series. And we'll get to that near the end of this. We start, as with all great horror films, with a bunch of teenagers. Because who wants to kill adults? They're boring. Teens are far more fun to kill off. Anyway. Why did that sound like you're speaking from personal experience? Stop uh, being evil, for God's <laughs> I sake. I can't help it. <clears throat> Anyway, after missing a boat to a rave event that they'd all paid for, hell being held on the Isla del Morte, or Island of Death, real original, teens, Simon... Incidentally, there are about four different places that are called Isla del Morte. None of them are where this place is supposedly No, located. because budget constraints. Anyway, after missing the boat, teens Simon, Greg, Alicia, Karma and Cynthia managed to get a lift from a small boat, captained by Victor and his first mate, Salish. They arrived to find the remains of the rave, with not a soul to be found. There uh, is, however, a Sega banner that's been kind of partially torn down. Yeah. That's another kind of very vague connection to the actual game. <laughs> Resident SD, don't quote me on that. Teens are fun to kill. Grateful, 2021. I, you to I told you. <laughs> anyway. Uh, Alicia, Karma and Simon... Leave to find anybody, anybody that might still be around, while Cynthia and Greg stay behind and make out because they're teens and they have hormones and that's what they do. During this make out session, Greg nips off to relieve himself, and then Cynthia is abruptly then killed by zombies. Yay! Meanwhile, Alicia, Karma, and Simon find survivors Rudy, Liberty, and Hugh who advised them of the zombie attack which happened during the rave. More on this... I'd hate to use the word plot, but I'm going to use it. Sequence of events. More on the sequence of events after the music break. Where we have, requested by myself because I got asked and I said yes, uh, How's the Dead the Arcade, the first chapter tragedy. And following that we have Mai Mai, got more raves? Because a rave is mentioned and I know it's a feeble justification, but screw it, let's go anyway. Cool. So we'll catch you after the break. Yeah. 
Hi, I need fruit here from Club Sega, and you're listening to The Hidden Palace with Skyblaze. Please invite me back to the palace. Let me in. Let me in. listened to there was My My with Got More Raves, and before that we had House the Dead Arcade, the first chapter, Tragedy. <sighs> okay, go back on with the sequence of events, because plot's too good for this. <laughs> so, um, one of the visitors, Alicia, um, finds her ex-boyfriend, Rudy, who is apparently also on the island. This, this apparently becomes somewhat important later for given values of important uh, they find out that the island was home to a banished catholic priest called Castillo Samano and I'm fairly sure that name doesn't actually mean anything castle something anyway I don't care let's move on uh, who was conducting dark experiments into immortality why can't they do have a light experiment into immortality ones that you know don't necessarily kill people that don't do these things well, where's the fun in that? Mm. Um, blah blah, more zombies, most of the rest of the cast die in zombie attacks of assorted explosions, uh, whatever, no one cares. Uh, this ends with only Rudy and Alicia surviving at the end of the film. Although that's subject to debate because Alicia has actually gets stabbed in the heart by the mad priest guy. But he's brought back to but she's brought back to life with the immortality serum that Castilla had created. Now then, you remember that 
one thing that links this to the actual House of the Dead game? It's Rudy. How? Well, right at the very end, when Rudy and, uh, Rudy and Alicia are rescued by some random team of unidentified agents, he reveals that his full name is Rudolf Curian. Dun dun dun! Yeah, needless to say, this movie sucked. Uh, so much so that it only got a 3% rating on Rotten Tomatoes. How the hell did they... Oh, what the hell was Sogra thinking letting him do this? I don't know if he had quite the reputation he does now back then. I could be wrong. Uh, there's also a recut of the film, which is referred to as the quote-unquote funny version. The only funny thing about this is if you bought it, it and it, everyone's laughing at you. It isn't funny. It's, it's just bad. But wait. But wait. It doesn't stop there. Oh, no. As Twinny has posted in the chat, there was a sequel. It the was world is a poorer place for it. Oh, no, no. Okay, okay. okay. One... I'd like to say good thing about it. Less bad? It wasn't UA Bolt that did it. Was it still shit? It was probably somewhat better. Unfortunately, I couldn't find much of the way of ratings. The Rotten Tomatoes site had a better rating for the cinema goers... The, there was no actual tomato percentage at all. There wasn't one put in. Huh. So this might mean they're, it's either a flat zero or they just couldn't be bothered. Anyway, the film, inventively titled House of the Dead 2, because obviously you've made one, you'll make two, you put a two in it. The film continues, story-wise, a few months after the first film, where Rudy's dad, Professor Roy Curian, has contained Rudy... Because the first thing you do when you see his son who's come back from being attacked by zombies is you, you quarantine him. And is also then experimenting on the animated remains of Alicia, who is discovered to try and find out, basically, what the cause of her immortality is. Bearing in mind that, yes, she is now a zombie, so she is decaying, so I don't know what the hell Rudy was thinking by trying to bring her back in life at the end of the first one. But anyway... I like to do a the sequel list of garbage. <coughs> okay, cool. Good to know. So, yeah, don't watch this one either. Anyway, things happen. This leads to Roy, poor Roy, being infected. And a month later, AMS agents. Oh my god, it's another link to House of the Dead. AMS. Agents Jake Ellis and Alexandra Morgan. So, where's G? Did it get killed off? Like Soft G was- did? Sounded more like Skeletor. <laughs> Move on. So anyway, um, so AMS agents Jake Ellis, Alexandra Morgan are brought in as the university where these experiments have happened is now currently experiencing a slight outbreak of zombies. Just a slight outbreak. It could very well be just a hangover season, but we can't quite tell. There's no difference between the two. They're there to collect a blood sample from Patient Zero. So Alicia. And after a lot of back and forth, with a rival military group somehow being involved and plenty of people being bitten or infected or possibly infected, one guy gets bitten by a mosquito and they think he's going to be infected because it may have drunk blood off a zombie, which is somewhat logical, I suppose. Um, It ends with them failing to get the sample. 
A missile then being launched by the military, just called the military, leveling the university campus and leaving Jake and Alex leaving, finding that the rest of the city has become infected. Woo. An after credit scene shows Roy Curian somehow still alive out of all oh, I say Wait, still what? alive out of all this, wandering about the remains of the university, breathing heavily and looking frantic. This feels like it took way too many pages out of the Resident Evil movies. Because it just feels like the second movie. You'd know more about that than I would. They are they are a guilty pleasure of mine. I I I, I won't. They deny are that. also terrible. But they are much better than this. That's but a fairly me, low bar to clear. Yeah, there's this like tripping over the curb. Yeah. <laughs> so so yeah. Um Oh god. Yeah, I have actually seen part of the first one. I've not seen the second one. And, yeah, the first one is really awful. Dire. Absolutely dire. <laughs> uh, right, let's let's move on. Um, since it's past the watershed and I can get away with this, at least in the UK, the rest of you be aware that there is going to be swearing in the song coming up. Plug your ears, you know which one it's going to be. Uh, requested by Frost... I think they wanted it, they, they suggested it as a joke, but I put it in here anyway. Uh, from House of the Dead Overkill, Get Funky. And then from uh, Sonic and Sega All-Stars Racing Transformed, we've got House of the Dead. So enjoy those, and I'll be back after this music break for the Chiptune Corner. See you soon. What does a brother have to do to pacify a bitch? I'm telling you, G, I've tried my best with her. God be my witness. I have shown respect, charm, under-fucking-standing, but that is the last fucking straw. Ladies and gentlemen, the infinite tact of Isaac Washington. What the fuck? What the fuck? Time to get funky. 
Rapsy here, and you are listening to the amazing Hidden Palace on Radio Sega.
Do you want to do the music, love? Oh, go on then. So, what we had there was Sonic and All-Stars Racing Transformed, House of the Dead. And before then, we had House of the Dead, Overkill, Get Funky! As requested by Frost. So, it's Chip Chip Corner time now. Um, we've had a generally kind of upbeat theme throughout this episode, uh, so we're going to carry on doing that. Uh, we've got some music from an American artist who was previously known as Smiletron, although uh, they completed the Smiletron project and have transitioned to a name called Triangles. That's T-R-I space uh, Angles, A-N-G-L-E-S. His full discography can be found on Bandcamp and includes 25 albums and live sets. Uh, here's just one example of his work. It's called Disco Just Won't Cut It This Time. I'll put a link up to his Bandcamp in the <coughs> the Discord chat if you want to go and check it out. Um, so here is Smiletron with Disco Just Won't Cut It This Time. Uh, have a listen, let me know what you think. And I will be back after this to... Well, finish off the show. Mm. Enjoy. Break. 
was Smiletron with Disco Just Won't Cut It This Time. I apologise for my husband making awful, awful puns in the Discord chat. He will be suitably punished later. Oh well, I tried. You're sleeping on the sofa tonight, oh, just God so you know. damn it. Uh, but thanks to anyone who's tuned in today, um, if you've been in the Discord or hanging out on Twitter or just listening in and lurking, that's fine too. Hello lurkers. Hello lurkers. Uh, who have we? We've had quite a lot of people in the in the chat today. We've had um, Doan and Resident SD, Nicholas Aman, Frost. Uh, we had Tom earlier on. We did. We did have Tom Campbell earlier on. Twenty, of course. Uh, Twenty, absolutely. Who does really hard work on the social? Green Viperate has been around. Um, um, Electric Boogaloo. Electric Boogaloo has been around. Electric Boogaloo is always around. It's great. You're always there. They're Veritex. always there. It's great. Well, Veritex has been around a bit as well. So thanks to everybody who's tuned in. Uh, coming up next, we've got um, Saturday Night Sega with Gabby. So be sure to stay. In- <coughs> Sorry, my voice is really going now. So be sure to stay tuned for Saturday Night Sega, which is coming up next. Uh, I've been Skyblaze. I've been grateful. And this has been the Hidden Palace here on Radio Sega. If you have any ideas for future topics for Hidden Palace, you can get in touch with me through Twitter, where I am at Blazing Skies, or you can reach me through the official Radio Sega Discord chat or Facebook pages. So, one last track to go out on, and since I've been talking about films, well, we've been talking about films, Mm. uh, we're going to have from Sonic Mania, Studiopolis Act 1, Lights, Camera, Action. So, enjoy that. Take care, everybody. Good night. Bye-bye.
enjoyed the show? Check out the full Radio Sega live schedule at radiose.ga forward slash shows. Radio Sega, playing the best Sega music 24-7.